Have you ever had the moral dilemma of, shit, I'm about to just drop out of college and become a stripper? If so, then this episode is most definitely for you. We could be a sugar parents, but we'd rather not. We got a lot of money, baby. I know you want to rock. We could be a sugar parents, but we'd rather not. We got a lot of money, baby. I know you want to rock. Hello, my loves. Welcome to High Frequency, the podcast hosted by your new favorite, High Frequency. This is the second episode of this podcast, which is pretty much just about sex and relationships and anything that could be tied into the topic. So whether it's trauma surrounding it or maybe a really cool porn um, category that you found that you want to discuss, like I'm totally here for you, bro. Let's talk about it. So this episode is the first official episode with a guest. I'm really excited to have this guest with me because she's fucking awesome. And she has an interesting perspective to share with us. So I'm not going to introduce her just yet, but I want you all to know that she's cool as fuck and I'm so excited for this. So just a quick gist of the show. This show is about sex and relationships and everything surrounding it, like I just said. Um, I recently just graduated, so I got my degree in psychology, which pretty much explains my perspective of this world. I'm super interested in the human mind and everything that surrounds it. So that pretty much explains my perspective of sex and relationships. Um, This episode in particular, I'm going to be referencing a textbook from a class that I took, um, Human Sexual Behavior Seminar. Shout out to, fuck, I'm not shouting out my school. I need to stop getting in the habit of doing that. (laughs) But the name of the textbook is Our Sexuality by Crooks and Bauer. That's C-R-O-O-K-S and B-A-U-E-R. Just in case you want to fact check me or maybe just learn a little bit more about what I briefly covered today. So if you didn't listen to the first episode, I'm going to state this at the beginning of every at the beginning of every episode, bitch, get it together. Um, this is a safe space. So if you feel like you can't honor the safe space, please get the fuck out. So if your question is, what do I mean by safe space? That means that this is a place filled with love and compassion. We are here to grow. We're here to be the best versions of ourselves and have amazing dialogue at the same time. But you need to make sure that you are being respectful and loving to straight folks, people of color, um, members of the LGBTQ plus community. Whoever it is, however you identify, you're welcome. Just make sure you can honor the safe space because if not, you're high-key not welcome. Sorry, not sorry. So if you want to know how to honor the safe space, there's three quick tips. Um, Covered them in the first episode, but I'll just wrap it up briefly for you guys right now. Um, Having an open mind. So if you're here and you want to learn, you're already one step ahead of the game. You have an open mind, and you want to learn, and you want to be the best version of yourself. And that kind of ties in the second point as well, where you want to educate yourself. You want to make sure that you're doing research and picking people's brains. That way you can stay up to date and learn something because essentially you can't avoid being problematic if you're not having dialogue and if you're not even experiencing anything. Because how are you going to know if you're not being problematic if you're not even having a discussion about it where someone can call you out on that shit? You feel me? Bet. And the last thing is make sure that you are both respecting yourself and respecting others' opinions. So... If someone is, um, oh, what is the correct term? If someone's not using the correct pronouns. So if you are a trans individual and you were born as a female, but you always felt like psychologically you were truly male, and that's how you would like to be addressed, so you would like the pronouns he and him, then that's how we're going to address you because you know yourself better than anybody else. And of course, I'm going to respect the way you would like to be addressed. So on that note, make sure that you are honoring the safe space. And if you feel like you cannot, please get the fuck out. Um, I am your host, High Frequency. I am a pansexual woman of color, meaning that I am attracted to the connection that I have with people and not so much what their genitalia states for me. 
So now that I have given you a huge spiel, I want to introduce this week's topic. I'm so fucking excited because we are talking about sex work. So for those of you that might not know, sex work basically is just work in the sex industry. So whether you're a cam girl, if you're a stripper, um, if you're a porn star, if you are a sugar baby, you work in the sex industry. Um, I feel like the whole point of this episode for me is really about humanizing sex workers and helping people understand that at the end of the day, sex work is a job. It doesn't define who you are as a person. It's a working class job. Niggas are just out here trying to get paid, and I don't really understand why people judge sex workers. There's a number of reasons why people go into it from simply just enjoying it to needing to get paid because if we're being realistic, the cost of living out here is anywhere, no matter where you live, it fucking sucks, and jobs are paying you like $10 an hour, so how are bitches gonna survive anyways? Okay, thank you, I rest my case. <laughs> so I wanna make it clear that this is my attempt to humanize sex workers and help you guys understand their perspective because at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we all deserve love. So just to be clear, I am talking about sex work and not sex exploitation. So sex work is consensual and this is your fields of work. This is something that you agree to do and whoever is receiving um, the fruits of your labor, I guess. Is it the fruits of your labor? Or your customer is also consenting to this process. Um, sex exploitation is not consensual. Quick trigger warning, this um, includes trafficking or cases of assault and things like that. So, um, like I said, people go into sex work from reasons to fund to finances. And if we're being realistic, a lot of us enjoy the fruits of sex workers' labors on a daily basis. If you watch porn, you are contributing to the sex work industry. You are probably not supporting sex workers because realistically, we treat sex workers like shit. And also, we use their services for free, for example, Pornhub and websites like xnxx.com. So I just wanted to raise awareness um, around the fields of sex work and just open up conversation and be really vulnerable and learn about a new perspective that maybe you haven't heard before if you haven't been surrounded by sex workers. Um, a lot of my friends are sex workers, so I feel like this field of work is very normalized for me, and because of that, I have been able to have awesome conversations and really learn a lot about the field. So I wanted to open up this world to you guys as well. So on that note, I would love to introduce our guest. Our guest is going to be anonymous because her line of work is sensitive. Um, so if you could share the name that you would like to go by for this episode, um, how you identify, so if you're heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, and your pronouns and what you do. Okay, hello everybody. My name is Homegirl. Homegirl. <laughs> um, you said how I identify? Yes. I identify as a heterosexual female. Mm -hmm. um, I use the the females, the pronouns she, he, and her. She, her. She, her. Yeah, she and her. Oh my goodness. She, her, and... She and her, right? She, or yeah. he and her. She and her. She and her. Okay. I'm so sorry. What the fuck you apologizing <laughs> for? <laughs> okay, and what do you do? I am a student. Awesome. Yes. So I wanted to go into, I guess you could say, I don't, I'm not sure, are you still doing this? Because, so homegirl, me and her have a mutual friend who is like one of my very cool friends, um, but we haven't really been able to talk about the work that you do. So I'm kind of finding out more in depth on air with you guys right now as listeners, so I'm excited. So the floor is yours. Okay. I, I guess start with how you started off how I started off. Mm -hmm. um, it was my first year of college mm -hmm. and your girl just needed some money. Hey, like, the I bag. was a broke <laughs> girl out here and I kept on researching different ways that I could, you know, gain income that didn't involve me 
looking for a job and I wasn't looking for the easy way out but hey if it works it mm-hmm. is money um, so my friend from high school had already been in the field before I was so she told me about camming mm-hmm. and as in being a cam girl yes okay. being a cam girl and that is how I entered that field so um you want me to explain yeah cam so girl? Mm-hmm. um it is basically me being on cam while you know there are viewers mm-hmm. and they can pay tokens to have to let me do what they want okay know, tell me to do things and those ter- tokens convert into cash eventually but um oh wait t- how well um a certain you get a certain amount and then as many tokens as you get you can convert those into cash i'm not going to say the specific amount because it's different for each website and you can okay. definitely limit it down and i don't want to be like okay out there, but okay so a certain amount converts into cash and that's how that works and it's really just I don't want to say I connect with the viewers, but it's it's a very interesting field because you can't go into it if you're looking for attention because mm-hmm. then you'll get very into it for the wrong reasons. And I feel like it is definitely there as a it's an occupation. It definitely is an occupation. And you the thing is with being a cam girl, you definitely need to know your limits. You need to know that there are people who could be watching you that mm-hmm. know who you are <gasps> and it's it's a crazy field that's nerve-wracking and though because it's like you have to be so into exactly. it and like provide an experience but yeah. like in the back of your head it's like fuck my dad could like oh, click yeah. on this I shit i actually <laughs> have an experience to share with no you <laughs> on my first day of camp my first your day your first my day first your day. first day at um, work yeah. oh shit <laughs> you can do private message and private requests mm-hmm. i got one from this guy and normally when that happens is they invite you to a private chat room and you get paid for every 10 seconds you're in there. So obviously I was all there for that. I'm like, yes. 10 seconds. 10 seconds you get paid. I, I can't remember how much, but a certain amount. And he private messages me and then he says, hey, it's your uncle. Get off of this. <gasps> and when I tell you, I close my computer <laughs> so quick. I'm like, no, I come from a very strict family line. And if this gets out, I'm definitely Wait, being disowned. He contacted you on the website or on your phone? On the website. Okay. On the private messaging of that website and said that it was my uncle and he wanted me to log off. No fucking way. Wait, yes. but like, how do you know if it's a troll or not? That's exactly what I thought. So I closed it and mm-hmm. I thought very, very, I thought I was thinking so much, mm-hmm. you know, how could this happen? What happened? And, you know, what do I do now? But I remember that you can block out certain countries and certain states from watching your your um your view mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing and so i did that i blocked all the states that i've lived in i blocked a country that a lot of my family is from mm-hmm. and then i called it a day and i i started streaming and so i knew at that point there is no possible way my uncle could be watching and this yeah man was unless that nigga's on vacation <laughs> you know what you're right <laughs> you're right but you know regardless i blocked that man oh and my god we were done. so yeah, I wasn't too stressed about that because the next within the next ten minutes, I was definitely back live streaming. Oh so. my gosh, she was like, "I'm back to <laughs> the I'm bag, saying, bitch!" Like, um, making three hundred dollars a day is the life for me. Like three hundred dollars a day. I Wait, know. I need to break that down because I'm not even gonna try to act like I'm good at math. Uh-huh. So like, say you go on, how many times a week would you go on? I would only go on twice. Twice. Yeah. So that's six hundred a week. That's twelve hundred every two weeks. That's like, is does that add up? Twenty four hundred a month. I don't know if that's like 2400 a month. But I wasn't very consistent with it because I did have to keep it a secret from my family as well as I did have a roommate at the time. So I did have to, you know, work around Mm -hmm. what time she would be there and what time I wasn't. Oh, that's so awkward. If homegirl walks in and you have like a finger in your pussy. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Hey, girl. What's up? I'm definitely playing with myself right now. (laughs) Your viewers would be like, oh, my God, she should totally join. Do you understand how many times that's happened? Oh, no. There'd be a knocking at the door and it'd just be someone coming to visit. 
and they'll be like, "Who was that? Have them come join you." Oh boy, bye. You want to see? Be satisfied with the fuck I give you. Am I not enough? What is going on? Oh, dang. Yeah. I feel like it would be kind of cool that people can listen in and like give suggestions because it's kind of like a conversation. But. I don't know. That's also kind of like, what if somebody asks you to do some crazy shit and like you have to hide your reaction? Like, oh, bitch, what's the craziest request you've ever gotten? You know what? I am just going to say this now because I definitely got $100 from this man for doing it. So we're going to talk about it. Okay. This man wanted me to pee. He wanted me to pee. Where? Um, I don't know. He wanted me to do it on my bed, but <laughs> a, a bitch ain't messing up her sheets for no nigga. So no, um, literally. <laughs> I definitely just laid a towel down. Mm-hmm. I went on the floor and I did what that man wanted. Oh my god! But how could you pee on demand though? On the man? No, on demand. <laughs> I can't do that. It took a minute. I definitely had some waters on the side. Okay. And I was just you know rubbing myself up for it, but oh my god! It was so strange because I've never. I mean, I understand like. Because, I mean, it started off with him wanting me to squirt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a girl can't do that just yet. I'm not that. Yeah, you know. I feel like that's elite pussy status. Oh, yeah. Like, like once you can squirt, squirt, you a bad bitch. Nobody like, can tell me shit. <laughs> I'm saying. But, I'm um, not there yet. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, so he asked me to do that. And I said, if I could, I would. You know, I would have got you. But mm-hmm. I can't do all that. So I, we resorted to pee. And he was definitely enjoying himself. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So I went from squirting to peeing. Yep. Oh my god, yeah. men and their lack of knowledge I'm of female saying. anatomy because it's not the same it's, fucking thing. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's not the same thing, but I guess we're gonna let him rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Okay, so I kind of want to go into the second line of work that you did. Oh, yeah. I, do you feel like is there anything more you would like to share about being a cam girl or like a crazy experience? Are you ready to dive into the next thing? Um, I can bring up one more experience Ooh, okay. if we really wanted to, you know, do yes. um, <laughs> the thing with camming is you can cam with other people. You can watch each other's streams and, you know, talk to each other. <gasps> so, oh, that is so yeah, fire. So I actually had a couple who was very, very, very interested in me, very interested in me. So, you know, we were camming together one time and it was just, it was, it was so interesting to see the way they communicated and the way they communicated with me mm-hmm. because, you know, they're together and they're in love, which then brings back up the point that you brought up in your last podcast about that is, um, would that be polyamory or no? I don't really understand. Um, I guess that would be like an open relationship. Open relationship. Since they're opening it up to you. You're right. Okay. Sorry. I don't know my stuff. Like it's that. okay. No, that's why we're here to ask questions. You're right. You're right. Um, but don't worry. There's a poly episode coming soon okay, though. Cool. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were just... They were in a very, very open relationship, I guess mm-hmm. you say then. And they just wanted to see me do my thing while they did theirs. That's beautiful. It was a very, yeah. I love so fucking cool. with couples. Yeah, I don't too. think I've told you that, but like, I totally fuck with couples. And I love that shit because it's like, it's so beautiful to watch the connection that they yeah. have. And like, seeing a couple be so strong as a unit that they're open to exactly. other people without being threatened. And without being so insecure, too. Yeah. yeah. That shit is beautiful. Like, wow. Like, you can just let, like, let yourself enjoy this. Exactly. That's amazing. Um, okay, so referencing back to my textbook, I was reading a section on cam girls actually, and it said that people who work in the sex industry for more than a few months are more likely to move to another form of commercial sex, which brings us to our next topic, which is you being a sugar baby. Yes. So what made you have the switch from being a cam girl to being a sugar baby? 
Um, it was honestly more of just me not wanting to be out there anymore. Me not wanting my face to be shown to the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I had one-on-one -on -one connections and seeing people in real life, it'd be less of a possibility for that to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I was really just tired of me being on the internet and mm -hmm. I wanted face-to-face -face connections instead. That is true because you're like being more vulnerable if you're doing oh, that yeah. via the internet because you don't know who's watching. Yeah. And another thing, I guess this could be a disclaimer to women who want to go into the camming field, the camgirl field your videos are going to be up on the internet <gasps> yeah forever because forever, nothing on the internet can get and deleted i thought it was a one-time live stream but i definitely looked things up and i see my I'm <gasps> online i'm everywhere oh my god really really and oh my god i didn't know it was being recorded and i can't do anything about it now <gasps> unless i pay three hundred dollars her video to remove it and everyone is up there so i don't have the twelve thousand dollars to do that right now. oh my god wait so how many videos have you done um, or like sessions have you done i really can't even i it's over over at least 20 Dang. or 15 15 to 20. so how long were you doing it for again a year a year because okay. i didn't do it too um i wasn't very i wasn't too um consistent yeah okay so then sugar babying like tell me i guess the gist of that experience like how was that for you um, and are you still doing it? I'm not. I okay. stopped. I mean, I tried getting back into it, but then I rethought myself. And I but you know what I always tell you, though? <laughs> you do. It's a lifestyle <laughs> that you always going to dip back I into because that bag is too enticing. I'm saying. But, um, okay, what was your question again? Shit, I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> tell me about your experience as a sugar baby. Um, I loved it. I loved having a man I could turn to and get what I wanted to for being myself from him. Oh, so that was for perfect. being yourself? Yeah, I mean... Obviously, I had, I mean, it was like a different world, you know? I mm -hmm. go from being with my friends and, you know, communicating with family to having a whole ass side, you know, a side Oh, life. like a side life. It, I loved it. A side high-profile life yes, at that. Yes, Like, yes. niggas is out here taking you to Ocean Prime. Meanwhile, your family is, like, thinking you're broke and sending you $30 exactly. for groceries. Exactly. <laughs> like, little do you guys know little you guys set. <laughs> cashing the fuck out. Exactly. That's crazy. So, I loved it. I did, like, um... I like the connections I met, made with them, too, because mm -hmm. it was interesting seeing from their life to why they wanted to have a sugar baby mm -hmm. being so different from why I wanted a sugar daddy. Like, Oh, tell me more about that. Um, the, One of the first ones that I did have, I was going to say his name. Oops. But, um, <laughs> oh, you got yourself. <laughs> but um, the reason he started is because he couldn't have, he was not feeling intimate with his wife anymore. Like, he could not Aww. have sex with her anymore because she didn't want to, and he just needs someone on the side. So he would always meet up with me after he dropped off his kids to, like, school or, you know, whatever they were doing. So, like, in the morning type shit? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So it was really just, like, him living his life still, having his wife and children. And then here I am. And oh, my God. Like, it's crazy because it's, like, his wife is probably like, okay, you're going to drop the kids off at school and then go to work. But then it's, like, I'm going to make a stop at the yeah, hotel. I was that bitch. Aww. I was that bitch. And I had no problem with it. Fuck. So how does that affect, like, your perspective on relationships, knowing that, like, you are actively, like, you see these niggas living a double life. Like, how does that affect how you view relationships? Uh, that is a fantastic question. <laughs> um, I feel like being the, I guess you'd say, quote, quote, side hoe has mm -hmm. definitely made me realize that, I don't know. Like, I really don't even know how to answer this question. Do you um, feel like it has, hmm... I'm trying to think of, like, an example. Like, the example that I'm thinking of is, like, so minuscule. Okay, so Go I'm going to put in a quick <laughs> gist. So I was talking to this nigga, and something happened where I was pretty much just, like, 
it was like ex drama. He was sleeping in my bed. It was like the morning after some drama just took place. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm fucking with this no more. Maybe we should cut each other off. Yeah. And after that, his ex called him to talk about the drama from the night before. And literally, he's on the phone with his ex-girlfriend outside my front door arguing. And I'm just uh-huh. like, little does this woman know that, like, she's pouring her heart out to this nigga on the phone. But, like, he was just sleeping in another <laughs> bitch's bed. And, like, shit oh, like that. Damn. Now, every time I argue with, like, somebody that I'm dating, I think of that. Like, yeah. you probably with that bitch right now. Yeah, I, okay. Now that you've definitely brought up that story. <laughs> <laughs> now that you have told that story, mm-hmm. I definitely realize I am very cynical in relationships yeah i literally cannot hold a relationship or trust any man to be i can't even go into a relationship oh i don't trust anybody like i'm just like now nah, you got a side bitch now you don't look yeah. like that now nah, you just want sex you know it's Shit. always something i don't trust i don't trust men anymore Fuck. it's crazy oh no and also that has d- deeply deeply influenced my relationship with sex too mm-hmm. because I do not enjoy sex anymore. <gasps> I mean, I enjoy it, but it I have I have to have a connection. Because okay. I used to be that bitch who, you know, I see a fine nigga, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck him. Mm-hmm. I'm going. That's gonna be my man for the night. But I can't do that anymore because sex has become a little less meaningless. So do you feel like it's because now having meaningless sex is associated with work, but because yeah. you're not getting money from it because it's just a one night stand, it's not enjoyable because it's like, okay, so where's the cash? Exactly. Fuck. Yeah, where the bag at, nigga? Oh, where the bag at, nigga? Where the bag at? Shout out to city girls yeah, that turned out to be homophobic. Turned out to be homophobic. And I'm you like... You said what now? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. Carisha, she fucking posted homophobic shit way back in the past. And so did JT. Oh, my God. So, I don't know if I'm here for cancel culture, but, like, low-key, if you say homophobic shit in the past, if you're working on it, I mean, like, trying to be better, I guess I can understand, but, like, JT posted something that was like super recent, so I'm like, shit, I can't even advocate for these niggas. Like, it's just it might Girl, be slow. I thought that would have gone viral on Twitter by now. It did, uh, but I, this was like, this was like a month ago, maybe dang, like a couple peop- weeks ago. Okay, well I did not hear about that. <clears throat> How the mind. fuck did we go from talking about? Oh, with a bag at? That's why. <laughs> City girls is like staple sex workers, like anthem. Uh huh. I'm not even a sex worker, and that's my fucking anthem. <laughs> for real. But wow, that's crazy how, like, that affects your relationship mm-hmm. life. Oh, yeah. I, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go on, go on, go on. Because I was reading in the textbook, it was talking about how, um, oh, I found it. A high percentage of sex workers develop PTSD as a result of cro- chronic stress, danger, and violence that comes with sex work. And I wanted to ask you if you've experienced that, especially since you're talking about how it's affecting your relationships. Like, how has it affected you mentally? Mentally? Mm-hmm. Um... I guess this all just goes back to me being cynical because Uh a lot of the partners that I did have through being a sugar baby were, they knew what they wanted and I was still new to it in the beginning. So going into it, I just, I wasn't expecting them to be so, you know, so into getting what they wanted from me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were very um, aggressive in the beginning. Okay. And so. Does that turn you off? It does. Right? It does. It definitely does turn me off because. I mean, who wants that? Who wants to be going in? Sex is fun. Sex yeah. is so much fun. And I don't like it being ruined by a man who, you know. Is dictating, exactly. like, what to do. Exactly. That's just, like, that's the big thing for me. Like, I tried to get into the whole sugar daddying thing, like, maybe, like, three times. Yeah. I would, oh, my God. These three niggas, oh, my God. Every time <laughs> I tell myself, I'm, gonna, I'm, like, cringing so hard right now. <laughs> and the last nigga especially, like. I try, like, I these niggas find me on Instagram or, like, one dude I met off of Tinder. And, like, you talk to him on WhatsApp, you know, like, conversation going good. But then it's, like, the day comes where I'm supposed to see him. And I'm, like, bitch, are you really about to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I'm not built for it. You yeah. honestly have to be built to be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. People are like, I'm going to just drop out of school and become a stripper. Like, sis, you got to have a exactly. certain mentality for that shit. And you, your core has to be strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be fit to handle all this <laughs> shit mentally and physically. Exactly. I don't think people pay attention to that. So with that being said, would you date someone that's also a sex worker? I would. I mm-hmm. would, because I know how it is, and I know um, the struggles that can come in life. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just finding a way to deal with it. I mean, if I'm dating someone, they're going to be at my age. So let's say this person is my age. Mm-hmm. We are young. We have these bodies for a limited Tuh. amount of time. I'm running and out of time in my 20s, exactly, sis. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not going to look like this forever. Mm-mm. So I'm going to use it while I can, and I'm not being forced into it. It is my... It's, it's what I want. So mm-hmm. I just feel like there's... No, I don't know. Yes. Anyway, you asked me one question. Yes, I would. No, think. sis. I do that all the time. I ask one question and then we end up talking about city girls. Like, I don't even know how. Yeah. But yes, I would date someone in sex work. Interesting. So going from being... Back to being a cam girl. So when you're a cam girl, I know you said that you have experiences where it's like private. So you are seeing the people that you are performing for. But there's also the element where you're not looking at some yeah. of the people. But then going to being a sugar baby you have to, like, you see them physically. Like, you're going out on dates. You're fucking them. Mm-hmm. How is that physical attraction aspect? Because I know not all these niggas are attractive. Um, I've seen the niggas on Seeking oh, Arrangements. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's very humbling. It's, it is, wow. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pause for the cause, I bitch. I did, because a lot of the men are just very. There's a reason they're looking for sugar babies, you know? Online, too, because if they really had it, they'd be down in Miami throwing Exactly, but it was a lot easier knowing I'd be getting something out of it, so I just pushed through it. I'm like, nah, girl, you're getting coin after this, so it's okay. (laughs) And I also, I I built connections with them before. We had conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the guys I had was, he owned a a line of of companies. Mm -hmm. So it was just interesting talking to him about his work ethic and how he got there and what he's doing now and mm. you know how much he was making so it was it was conversation too That's so i mean i guess that averted from looking at them and yeah all that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that helped you not stare at them it's like okay well you're not the most attractive but i mean you're smart though exactly a, lot a of nice them were personality very, yeah exactly <laughs> a lot That's of them me. were very intellectual and i just mm-hmm. they were nice to talk to oh yeah do you have a favorite sugar daddy oh yes oh yes oh my god okay so um Fuck, I'm trying to think of a way to, like, say Uh this in an appropriate way. Um, Nah, girl, go all out. So, like I said, I know a lot of people that are sex workers. And one person that we know in particular was telling me that you guys both saw the same sugar daddy. Yes, we did. (laughs) And that was y'all favorite, I think. Um, That is definitely one of my... I have a favorite, but Mm -hmm. he's definitely, definitely number two, almost tied. Want me to tell you about that experience? Yes. Um... So it is. It helps that he is so close to us. You mm-hmm. know, he does not live very far away. So I mean, that convenience is just another factor. What does he do? Um, Can you is, share that, or is that yes, private? He's actually a plastic surgeon. Oh, bitch, that'll come in handy. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it was crazy because during our meetups, he would definitely show me pictures of all his work and what he did. And Aww, yeah, you know, he's so sweet. He sweet an artist. Heart. Yes, a <laughs> pure artist. <laughs> That's crazy. At its finest. But um, so yeah, he was cool. He. He definitely gave me the most. So that's money or like money. money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How much is a lot for one meeting? Can you share that? Yeah. I mean, average is uh, average is two hundred, three hundred. Oh no. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't always include sex. It's oh. Sometimes it's just conversation. Oh, okay. With this one, it was, um, damn. <laughs> it was like, it was 400 per meeting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm always interested to see, like, the breakdown of prices. Because yeah. I understand, like, when people think of, oh, like, you're a sex worker, they think, well, if I was, this is how people talk, and I hate it, because this is how people talk about sex work in a derogatory way. They're like, if I was selling pussy, I'm charging, like, 5K. And it's like, all right, sis, let's yeah. see who's. Let's see you get that Yeah, coin. okay. You think it's that easy? Yeah, like, sex, it's work. I when I say it's for the working class, bitch, yeah. that shit is work. It you want your period, is. you still got to go to work. Exactly. They like, it don't matter. No problem with it. I've definitely messed with the sugar daddy when I have been on it. How do you feel about, like, fucking on your period? Girl, I lost my virginity on my period. That really? Oh, yeah. Did you, did he know, or did you? Pass oh, it off he as knew. He laid a towel down. Aww. He was a sweetheart. That's my best friend to That's this day. That's so considerate. Yeah, really? Yeah. Really? I hate the guy I lost my virginity to. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Oh, damn. But, like, oh, my God. I yeah. hate, like, half the men I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. No, literally. If we're like, being honest. Honestly, I was young. Like, I wasn't. This is really bad, but, like, I wasn't really looking for niggas that I, like, liked. I was just looking to catch a nut. But now I know how to choose wiser, <laughs> clearly. For real, though. Mm-hmm. But that's really how it is. Wow, that's crazy. Hold on, I have to... Oh, go ahead, do your thing. I need to stop smoking on air. So, <laughs> so I asked you a lot. I feel like I just asked you, like, 13,000 questions. Uh-huh. But you went from being a cam girl to being a sugar baby. If you had to pick the... I don't know, this might be a hard question. I guess the best difference between the two. So, like, which one did you like the best? Mm. Okay, there's different ways I can answer this question. Okay. Money-wise, I I think we all know the answer to this. I loved Surely. Cam Girl. Oh, really? Girl, how much I was making, yes, I how loved How much? It. Okay, so you said you would make, like, how much a week? Um, The way that I was doing it, I de- it was, um, like, 600 a week. So how many hours a week would you be on? Oh, girl, two. Less than, actually, less than an hour and a half. Are I you was, kidding oh, me? Oh, yeah, I hate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was not on there for too long. Okay, so less than an hour and a half a week, and you're making 600 Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I'm out here putting in 40-plus hours <laughs> a week to make how much, bitch? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I wish I had the balls. Like, yeah, I, I would, I'm not good at, like, setting boundaries and shit like that. Like, you have to be really good with people. You have to be really set in your ways. Like, mm-hmm. mentally, you have to be able to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's, and yeah. I'm not going to kid myself and say that I'm there yet. Yeah. Because I'm not. Definitely. Wow. Okay. Mm, I, this <laughs> question, I fucking hate this because this is one thing that turned me off from talking to a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. And it was the fetishizing. So if you don't know what fetishizing is, it is when you are fetishizing, um, well, in this particular situation, I'm talking about fetishizing races. So that shit where it's like older white men and they just want a young chocolate bitch to put their fucking white cock in. Like, ew, I'm cringing. My first experience, girl, that was my first no. experience. He loved his Nubian goddess with her I chocolate hate that skin. Shit. Uh-uh. And he wanted to put his huge cock inside of me. Ew. Like, Nigga, shut up. I'm here for my coin. <laughs> He's like, Stop. I'm not even trying to hear you talk right I know. now. And then it didn't help that he, was, he wasn't even an older white guy. He was definitely... Not even 10 years older than me. <gasps> so it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you should know better. And I'm going to explain to you guys why fetishizing is wrong. To have a fetish, that is like a kink that you have yes. that is centered around like inanimate objects. 
well, around objects, generally. So for you to be fetishizing over race, that means that you only view them for their sole purpose as to please you, and that's disgusting. Exactly. Because we are all humans, and we are not, we don't exist to serve each other. That it, to fix it, Jesus. Don't be that person. Do not. Do that whole not. porn category needs to just exactly. go. Like, uh-uh. Nah. It's just disgusting. Yeah. So how do you, like, deal with that? Is that just, like, you suffer in silence type shit? The thing is, you don't know about that until you get there. You don't know that they're going to fetishize, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So when you get there, I mean, I... I don't even think I had the option to back out in this. Because, I mean, at this point, we were already doing He's our already, thing. He's already, like, knee-deep in your pussy. Yeah, exactly. And it was just... That's crazy. It was crazy. Dang. Uh, that's the type of shit that's, like... I would really just, like, stare into the camera yeah. on, like, some Jim Halpert off the office type <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, just I don't even watch camera. that show, but I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> when Jim just stares into the camera, like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, how did I get here, yeah. bro? It's crazy. Ugh. So do you ever, like, get creative in your work? So, like, I don't know. Like, me, I in anything that I do, I always try to find, like, little ways to be creative. Mm-hmm. So, like, with this podcast, like, doing cover art and, like, the planning is, like, my creative side. Mm-hmm. So, like, in your work that you did as a cam girl, like, did you ever, like, set up things, like, um, like do, like, set designs or, like, outfits, I mean, characters? Characters. I mean... <laughs> I did do characters. Ooh, what kind? What was your favorite like character? I really only did one. It was, I mean, these men were into the schoolgirl thing. Oh like, God! They loved it. That's so I basic, had, though. I know, but they were in love with it. Like that was like my my thing. I had my little desk. Mm-hmm. Had my little outfit on. Ooh. Oh yeah, because you were in the dorms too, so oh, it was yeah, perfect. It was perfect. So that's what they were into. I never did anything crazier than that, though. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think that's so awesome. Like, finding little ways to be creative. That shit is awesome for your mental health, by the way. Like, just finding, maybe even if it's just, like, 10 minutes of creative time when you wake up in the morning. Like, write in your journal or, like, doodle on a piece of oh, paper. Yeah. Did it sound like I said doodle? I said doodle. I, I know what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be, like, I need to be more articulate in the way I speak. My bad, y'all. I've been drinking wine. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm really excited to talk about this next topic because... This is, like, my ideal setup. Like, if I were to dabble into, like, being a sugar baby, my ideal setup would be having sugar parents. Okay. Like, so you know what I mean by that? So, like, having a sugar mom, sugar dad, but they're, like, as a couple. Oh. I love that shit. Like, I love being with couples. I don't know. I feel like there's some, like, fucked up psychology behind that, but, Uh like, I love that shit. Nah, I'm the same way. If I could have found one on my Mm -hmm. little thing, I definitely would have because I just think it's so interesting, and I also don't. And then I wouldn't feel like I'm ruining any kind of relationship at the yeah. same time. So it would just work perfect. Facts. Because Shorty yeah. knows about it. Like, exactly. she's in on it. And realistically, I don't even want to, like, fuck the nigga. I just want to watch him fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, honestly. No, yeah. I said that before. I'm like, that's, like, one of my things. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoy that. I think, I feel like having sugar parents is, like, the perfect setup if you're bisexual or pansexual. Mm-hmm. It, like, satisfies both of, like, you know, we all have different needs as human beings, and if you're bi or pan, like, you're interested in more than one gender yeah. or identity. So I feel like that's the perfect setup. For me, at least, that's, I feel like it tickles both of my fancies. <laughs> like, <laughs> it does sense. the job. That yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's it. Let me see if I have any more questions. Well, would you ever Ooh. consider dabbling into the sugar daddy world? Like, let's say you had an opportunity tomorrow, would you? Um... It depends because I don't know if I've told you this. I don't like penetration. Okay. So it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. And honestly, I just don't like it. And a lot of niggas don't even know how to do it correctly. Uh-huh. Um, 
I'm more for like clit stimulation and I'm more into women. So if a sugar mama presents to herself, oh, okay. bitch. Let's say it was just for the connection. Between like, a, not even, like me and a dude? Yes, let's say. Just for conversation? Yeah. Oh, I'd be so okay. with it. With niggas, like, I do connect with men, but it's on an intellectual level. Mm-hmm. I love having conversations with men. I like cuddling. I love laying on niggas' chest. I love being the little spoon. Okay, okay. But when it just, I don't know, when it comes to sex, it's like, it I feels, it doesn't feel right. Okay. I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know why I'm like that. <laughs> and, like, I, that's why I can't have a sugar daddy. And I also can't have a sugar daddy because I don't like niggas telling me what to do. Yeah. Don't I, tell me what to do. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, what would make you think that you could do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because you're paying my bills yeah, and... you do not have the authority. No, I could find another nigga to pay my bills. Yeah, exactly. Like, I got, like, five niggas waiting up to pay my bills right now. Nigga, you're not special. Okay. Like, no. Okay. And the sugar mama world you would dive into or what? I think I... I'm, like, totally a little bit more submissive when it comes to women. I don't know. I have a very dominant personality. Mm-hmm. But, so, like, sexually, I'm submissive. But more of like a power bottom. Okay. So a power bottom is someone that is a bottom, but like still very vocal about what they want and like low key like bossy, but they're still a sub. Like I'm not completely dominant. I'm like all bark, no bite, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, do you have any other questions for me? Um, I don't. No. Okay. I do not. Oh, okay. So I figured that we could end on. A positive note. So, like I said, a lot of my female listeners are between ages like 18 to 24. So that's like the college age, you know, you out in like the nightlife a lot. And a lot of women I hear talking about like, you know, school is so hard, bitch. I'm about to just drop out and become a stripper. So I'm not saying that I'm suggesting that you go into sex work. However, I do understand that finances come up and sometimes it's hard and it would be easier for you to dance one Thursday and Friday night and have the rest of the week to do your schoolwork rather than working five days a week and going to school five days a week. So I totally understand the struggle. This is more so of just saying I understand the struggle. I get how it can be, but at least we can educate ourselves so we can be safe and move forward in an educated manner rather than just saying that, okay, this is bad and we're just going to go into these situations blind because essentially you're just going to be fucking yourself because working in sex work, like I said, it's the working working class industry, but your safety is also a little bit more at risk because, well, a lot more at risk because you are more vulnerable than in another profession, like per se, like a nine to five. So I wanted to ask homegirl if she could share some tips for maintaining your sanity, but also your safety going into the field of sex work. So this is like sexual health and then like your physical safety. Okay. Um, Tip number one, Mm -hmm. do not settle for less. You know your worth. You are the one that yes. they are pursuing, yes. and I just don't settle for less. You, you set, you set the rules here. You know, you are the one in control. Without you, there would be no, there'd be no field for this stuff. Yes, so I just that is my number one. I tip. love that. Wait, I, that's what City Girl said. They was like rule number something. I don't know uh-huh. on how to pimp a nigga. It's like he w- he already wants you now. You got him where you want him oh, at, I, boo. I don't <laughs> even know about that one. Yep. Yes, that's that. Um, and then rule number two. Please be, please, please be personal. Be private. You know, keep things to yourself. If they ask for your real name, do not give it to them unless you feel a very intimate connection. I just, you don't need, uh, dang, how do, how do I even say this? Be discreet. Okay. You know, keep your information to yourself. And don't go releasing a whole bunch of stuff because the internet is a scary place and a lot of your stuff can definitely get loose. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to be careful. 
And, um, okay, another tip, but more like a, I don't even know what it's called, but you need the right attitude. If you go into it not knowing what you want or not knowing what it is you're looking to gain out of it, then it's it's not going to be a good experience because mm-hmm. you're going in blindsided. And then it's, then, you know, you both are in the wrong. Predicament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because then you're already like two steps behind. Exactly. Mm. And... <coughs> Yeah, I think that's it for now. Those are tips. I think those were awesome tips, yeah. though. Because, like, you definitely don't want to enter a situation blind. Like, do mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can to educate yes, yourself because yes, you, yes. you're you going into something that you know yes. nothing about. That's interesting because, um, so, for those of you that might not know who this is, her name is Raquel Savage. She is a sex worker but also a board-certified sex therapist. And she literally knows, like, anything pertaining to sex. She can handle it. So, like, the mental health aspects, um... If you want a private session with her, as in, like, her sex work, you can definitely do that as well. But um, one of her tips was find a mentor before you get into the life because they can teach you how to screen men and be safe. So do you have, like, a certain process that you do to vet the men that you do come in contact with um, as a sugar baby? To, like, what do you mean? So vetting them, like, screening them, making sure that um, they're not psychopaths, essentially. Uh. So, like, do you meet up with them before? Okay, I'm not sure if it is just me, but I can definitely get vibes off of phone calls. Mm -hmm. I'm just one of those people where I can ask certain questions and talk to you a certain way, and the way you respond to me can tell me all I need to know about you. you Scorpio. Uh. Intense ass. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's why y'all scare me. Y'all always reading. I I am. (laughs) I really am. But So I definitely have phone calls with these men, and I I get all the information I need. I've definitely cut so many off after the first phone call. Mm -hmm. I've just never spoken to them again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I can definitely get all I need off a phone call, you know, and it's, I think one of the best situations was when I had met one who'd never done it before, and so he was new, and I was his little mentor as his little sugar baby, and Mm -hmm. so it helped even better, him not knowing what he was getting into, and me teaching him. Mm, Gives you the upper hand. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so thank you so much, homegirl, for sharing your perspective today. I'm so happy that we could talk about your perspective Mm -hmm. and definitely open up the dialogue because, like I said, a lot of my friends are sex workers, but I know a lot of people don't come in contact with people who are in the sex industry a lot. So this was definitely an awesome conversation. I'm so happy. If you have any feedback on this episode or if there's anything more that you would like to know, we could definitely do, like, a follow-up where homegirl can answer your questions. I totally meant to, like, ask questions on Instagram before this, but I failed. Sorry, guys. I failed you. (laughs) Um, But um, if you have anything to share, any questions, anything that you liked, maybe you didn't like, something that can, like, enhance the safe space and make us feel a little bit more comfortable, definitely drop that in the comments. I am so open to hearing your feedback. Um, And, yeah, I am your host, High Frequency. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week with me. And let's grow together. We could be a sugar parents, but we'd rather not. We got a lot of money, baby. I know you wanna rock. We could be a sugar parents, but we'd rather not. We got a lot of money, baby. I know you wanna rock.